0: this show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default.
2: Welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. I'm going to try something different today. I am going to do a solo episode because I'm recording. It's Friday night. Chris fell asleep on the couch earlier than... I wanted to go to bed. (laughs) And so I thought I've wanted to do a solo episode for a while. So I'm just going to go do one. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to, I'm going to do solo episode. And I know exactly what I want to talk about because I had a friend ask me recently, she said, if you could talk about anything or share any story, like from your life, what would you talk about? And I thought it was such a great question. And the, the story that came out of my mouth that I Would want to share if I could share anything is a story that I've never shared on the podcast, and I was like, I got to share this on the podcast because it's like a really like meaningful and like and I want to say like transformative. (laughs) It was a transformative experience for me in my life, and like I said, I've never shared it, so I want to do that, and also I read this week on, I was, I was reading something that, that talked about doing solo episodes, of podcast, and it said, these should be about 10 to 15 minutes. And I, up until that point, I always thought like, Oh, I don't know if I could talk for 30 minutes and do a solo episode. But when I read that, I thought I could talk for 10 minutes. So here we go. The story, if I could share any story, this would be it. And I love sharing this story because it's like such a great story. So it's about my youngest daughter, Indy. It's about her birth. And she, to give a little like background, she's, like I said, Indy is my youngest child. She's my fifth child. So I've had five very different deliveries. My first was in the hospital with an epidural. My second was in the hospital without an epidural. My third was with a midwife and it was a home birth. My fourth was with a midwife and it was at her birthing center which kind of felt like like giving birth in a doctor's office kind of. You get to go home like a couple hours after you deliver and I just really loved that. And then my fifth I planned to do the same way in in the birthing center. And so by the time your fifth pregnancy rolls around, I felt like I kind of knew what to expect. My two prior pregnancies had gone over like 10 to 14 days and over my due date. And I felt like this pregnancy is going to go late. And that's just what I expected. So when Chris approached me about a month before my due date saying like, Hey, I have this client that wants me to fly out to Hawaii to do some work with them. We're looking at a date that was about two weeks before my due date. I thought, oh yeah, like I'm not even going to have her until two weeks after my due date. So that will be fine. You can imagine where this is going. <laughs> so Chris went, he went out of town, he went to Hawaii and every day he would just check in like, hey, how are you? Like, And then every day I would say, doing great. Not having the baby today. I'm not having contractions. And like, it went like this for two or three days and then one day I think it was on a Monday he same thing I was like I'm not having the baby today I'm not having any contractions and then later that morning I went to a appointment with my midwife and same thing I was like I don't I don't want to have the baby like right now Chris is out of town so we didn't do anything to like get my delivery started like anything she's just like okay great come back next week or whatever and After that, I went to go, I had a babysitter for a minute. So I was like, I'm going to go to Target and walk around. So I started walking around in Target. And while I was walking around, I was like starting to have contractions. And I was thinking, no, like I don't want to have the baby right now. So I'm going to go home. I'm going to make sure I'm super hydrated. I'm going to lay on the couch and these contractions are all going to go away. So I did, I did just that, went home light on the couch, relax as much as possible, just start drinking like water and they didn't go away. And my pregnancies tend to go, or my deliveries rather, they tend to go really fast, like once they get started. And so I realized shortly thereafter that, okay, these these contractions are getting closer together and I think I might have the baby today so I messaged Chris. I'm like, my contractions are starting. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> I might have the baby today. And he was, he was like facilitating a workshop or something. And so his phone was completely off. So he's like not responding at all, which even if he did, it's not like he's going to do anything from all the way in a way, but I just wanted to communicate with him. And I so I thought, okay, I, I should call my mom and I should have her come and get me. Like I gotta have, I gotta find someone to take me to, to deliver to to the birthing center. So my mom lives like 15 minutes from me. And so I called my mom. And as soon as she picked up the phone, I like started crying, just hearing her voice because I knew like I'm having the baby today. And that's what I told her (laughs) like through my tears. I was like, I'm going to have the baby today. And Chris is out of town. And will you come and get me? And take me to the birthing center. And she was like, yes, yes, I'll be right there. So she like jumped in the car and she started heading over to my house. And my younger sister happened to be there too. I think she was in, I don't know, a senior, maybe she was older, 17, 18. So she jumped in the car with my mom. They both started heading over and the plan was, okay, my sister's going to stay with my kids and then my mom will take me to the birthing center. And seven or eight minutes go past and my contractions are getting like harder and they're getting stronger and they are very close together. And I've given birth before. Again, this is my fifth time. So I am feeling like you're going to have the baby like any minute. And I did not I felt like I cannot do this. Like I am completely alone, like in this house. I cannot do this. I cannot give birth alone here in this house. And like the minute I thought that it like this, like the next thought was just like planted into my head. And it was like, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And it's a scripture in Philippians and Philippines 413, which is, it was a scripture that I could never have quoted from memory. And it was just like this beautiful, I mean, I'm sure I've heard it before. Otherwise I wouldn't even know where it even came from. I wouldn't even know the words to like to hear, I guess. But the minute I heard that or thought that I knew I could do it. I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like. I might deliver here at the house by myself, but I know that I'm not alone and I know that I can do it. And I had like so much strength and courage and I don't know. I just knew I could do it. And so it was just a complete like shift in like an instant for me from being like, I can't to like, yes, I can. And I can, I can do this like, because I'm not alone. And the end of the story is my mom was still like five or six minutes away. My water had broke at this point and my mom like pulled into the house and I'm standing out there like with my baby carrier, my bag, like ready to go. I jump in the van. We like rush over (laughs) into the birthing center. It was a miracle. Like I willed myself. This is my only explanation. I willed myself to not have contractions on like the five minute, six minute drive to the birthing center. We hit every green light. My mom like pulls in and I walk past the receptionist. She's like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm going to have the baby. (laughs) I walked back to the room. She's like, okay, I'm going to send in a midwife. So she sent in a midwife to the room. And I realized like, Oh, like I still had my, I still had some pants on and I realized, okay, you can't give birth in pants, which obviously I knew, but my, what I wanted to wear to give birth, I had left it in the car. And so I told my mom, it's like, Oh shoot. I left my dress that I wanted to wear. I left it in the car. Will you run and get it? And she's like, yeah, so she went out running out to the car and the parking lot was, I don't know, 10 feet from, from the entrance, probably of the birthing center. And then I was in a room just beyond that. So it was so close. It wasn't like she had to go walking around the building anywhere. It was like right there. So I sent her out to get my dress and right as she was walking out, I felt like my first contraction coming since... I'd been there and for the first time I felt like okay like it's safe to push because every other time I had had a contraction I had thought like okay I cannot like push at all because I can't give birth in the car I can't give birth at my house so this is the first contraction that I felt like okay I'm going to try and push on this one and just see like where we're at so I felt the contraction contraction coming I like started pushing and I realized at the beginning of that contraction, this baby is coming on this contraction, like right now. (laughs) And so I, the midwife was like in the room, just kind of like casually putting on the gloves. And I was like, she is coming right now. And so she like rushed over to me. I still had like my glasses, my sunglasses. I'd like put them up on my head. They were still up on my head. She's like fumbling her gloves still. She comes like over to me. I'm just like standing up like inside the entry of the door. I start pushing and she's born like that contraction. And my mom's been gone for 30 seconds, maybe, maybe 45 seconds. She comes back into the room and I'm holding my baby. (laughs) I was like, I was like racking up. Like I was like, I had baby while you were gone. And we were both like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? And yes, it was like a delivery and it was like painful. And I don't want to make it sound like it was just like the easiest thing ever because I wasn't, it was like the hardest thing ever, but I did it. (laughs) And I, I don't know, that experience was just the coolest experience for me. So I, I ended up like taking a picture of Indy and we ended up naming her Indy because we had a few names like that were on the short list that we were like considering. But as soon as she was born, my mom and I, so my mom was like my birth support person. She and I were talking in the room after, right after Indy was born about some of the different names that we had considered. And I just felt like this little spirit is like the most independent and fiery little thing like the fact that she knows I feel like she knows her dad's out of town right now that this is not the ideal day to be born and yet she's like no this is the day I want to be born like I'm gonna come this day (laughs) and so that's how we settled on Indy because I feel like she's like the little fiery independent Little things. And it is so fitting for her. She's four years later. I'm like, that is the perfect, perfect name for her. And then I sent, I took a picture of her and send it to Chris. And it was, it just said, she's here. (laughs) And the text prior had just been the one where I said, I'm having the baby today. I'm not joking. And then I sent the one she's here. It was like less than an hour later. (laughs) And then he was still facilitating his workshop. And so he turned, he turned on his phone, like shortly thereafter, they were going to a lunch break or something. He turned on his phone and he was like, what? (laughs) And he told everyone there, he's like, I think my wife just had a baby. And they were all like, what? (laughs) And so yeah, Christmas, the birth, completely. But even though he missed the birth, like I don't want to, you know, keep saying the same thing. But I never, like, I did for a minute. I felt like super lonely and super low. But I never had had an experience like so like that before. Like where I was in a moment where I really needed guidance, and in that, and in that instant. I had like the most beautiful message and it was just what I needed. And I think about that scripture so much. Like if I'm ever in a situation where I just like, don't feel um, capable or don't feel, or I just feel alone. Like I just feel like I just remember that scripture and I feel like, oh yeah, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And I know, I guess that's a message that I would leave with you is you are never alone. Like I know we go through like life can be really hard and it can feel really lonely and it can feel really difficult. And I feel like we should always reach out to people if we can. Like I feel like in that I kind of reached out to my mom and she did show up for me but there was a moment after that where i was like she's not going to make it in time like she's not really going to be able to help me like in the way that i feel like i need right now so i i would say reach out to god if there's something that you're facing right now that feels like too big or too much to do alone then don't do it alone i'd say do it with do it with christ because you can do all things through him. We'll see you next week.
0: Hey there, thanks for listening to today's episode.
1: To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes.
0: And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together.
1: Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode.
0: We will see you in the next episode.